Turn in your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We're going to continue our series because I just find it most appropriate for tonight. I really feel like this message for some of you is a word for, from God straight to you. Uh, for others of you, this is a word from the Lord that you can use in another season. But for some of you, this is a word from the Lord for where you are right now. Uh, the title is Timing is Everything. Timing is Everything. Uh, timing is everything whenever you're dealing with people. When somebody is in a bad mood and they have a headache, that is not the time to ask for a favor. Um, whenever uh, you're dealing with people, for some reason, people respond better to requests uh, than demands. Timing is everything. Timing is everything in cooking. You leave something on the stove too long, you can forget about it. If you don't leave it on the stove long enough, you can forget about it. Timing is uh, heavily involved in medicine. If you start taking medicine at the right time, uh, the, the battle with the, whatever sickness you're fighting can be shortened a great deal. If you start taking it too late, uh, then whatever you're battling, uh, it won't have the same effect. Uh, if you take your medication every other day, every fifth day, when the doctor told you to take it uh, three times a day, that's not good. Uh, you, you, timing uh, is everything. Timing is everything when it comes to finances. Every time uh, I sit down with someone for premarital counseling, I'll always ask them, I'll look at the lady and I'll say, what is your philosophy on debt? When is it okay to go into debt? When is it not okay to go into debt? And then I'll look at the guy and I'll ask him the same question. When is it okay to go into debt? When is it not okay to go into debt? Because inevitably one person will say never unless it's cars and house. And the other one will say never unless it's for me. Anyway, um, but it, it, timing is everything. Timing is everything with your spiritual life as well. Uh, you, you've got to know uh, when God wants you to say something. What I've learned in my life, the hard part is not hearing from God. The hard part is knowing when to say what you've heard from God. It's a totally different uh, uh, point. Uh, or level in your relationship with him. He may show you an assignment that he has for you, but that assignment isn't for another 10 or 15 years. Um, you, you just got to know it's timing is everything. I want to talk to you about timing because in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it talks about timing. And uh, I didn't tell the tech team that I wanted to read it, um, but I do want to read it. I'm just going to read the first eight verses. Uh, there is um, a, a chunk, and I'm keeping my eye on the clock there, so I don't know if I have time to, to read as much as I would like to read. In fact, let me just say that, let me just read the first verse straight off the bat and kind of move into it. And if you are taking notes, I'm going to share three points. Three, one, two, three. Seasons, timing, and enjoyment. Seasons, timing, and enjoyment. Seasons, the first verse, it says, for everything there is a season. For everything. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 21, it says he changes times and seasons. Did you catch that? 
God decides when seasons are going to start and when they're going to end. He decides when winter is going to start, when it's going to end. When, falls are, when fall is going to start, when it's going to end. He's going to decide when your season that you're living right now is going to end. All seasons have an expiration date on them. It's hard to wrap your mind around because sometimes you go into a season, you're like, I want this season to last forever. I love life right now. I get green lights every time I drive. I love life right now. And then sure enough, you find out that the season changes. God starts seasons. He ends seasons. If you're in a season of life right now that you hate, I just want you to know he has the ability to end it. He will end it because everything has a season it will come to an end. Your next season that you're going to experience, you're preparing for it right now. The season that you're in right now is preparing you for your next season. How many of you can remember back on a season, and it was a hard season, but now you realize that you needed that season for what you're in right now? Go ahead, raise your hand. It's like, man, I, I didn't even realize it then, but it was preparing me. It was preparing me every single season. We've got to wrap that around our head. I don't want to move too quickly on this point. Every season starts when God says start and stops when God says stop. God is in charge of the seasons. There is a season for everything. There is a season for growing there is a season of resting. There is a season of war. How many of you are in a season of war? You don't have to raise your hand, but you're in a season. There's a season for everything, and God starts it, and he stops it. All seasons are under the control of God. All seasons. There are certain seasons when it's not time for something to happen. It's just not time for it. You want it to happen, it's not going to happen. You can want it, want it, want it, want it, it's not going to happen. There's certain seasons when things are supposed to happen. In Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 it says, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, in one version of the Bible it says, In due season, and now notice that due season is not one of the four seasons we've grown accustomed to. See, we're accustomed to winter, fall, spring, and summer. And then God introduces a different season, dew season. Well, in the middle of our spring, summer, winter, and fall, we're like, where's dew? Dew is whenever he gets ready. He can take dew and stick it into fall. He can take dew and stick it into spring. That's his own season, dew season. He can put that anywhere he wants. It might be in one week. It might be in one day. It might be in one year. It might be in 10 years. In due season, if you don't get tired in doing good, do you know that you can get tired while you're doing something good? Of course you do. You ever do the laundry and you're tired and sick and tired of doing the laundry? Well, the laundry is a good thing to do, right? You're just tired of doing the laundry. But don't get tired and doing good. So he puts that do in the middle of it. So there's times when you say, it's not time for this to happen. And then there's moments where you go, this is the time. 
I have been waiting for this. I've known people that are trying to get pregnant and they do everything. They drink coffee. They, they, they do everything. It doesn't matter what they do. They can't get pregnant. And then one day, pregnant. With twins. <laughs> but God decides this is when a baby is going to be born. And that same baby has a date on the calendar on when that baby is going to die. May die at 99. May die at 98, 58, 68. He knows when the baby is going to be born, when the baby is going to die. He knows. There's times where you go, when is it going to happen? And there's other times where you go, it's going to happen now. But regardless, God controls the seasons. Everybody say, God controls the seasons on three. One, two, three. Oh, you sound good. Only three people didn't participate, so we got to do it again. All right, one, two, three. All right, now just raise it up an octave. One, two, three. Oh, man, that sounds good. Here's the second thing, is that there's a something called timing. There is a timing for every activity. So now we got the season. God's going to start and stop the season. But within the season, there's a time. There's a timing of it. Uh, there's, there's a time, and the Bible says this in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 8, there's a time for killing. I know that some of you are like, say what? Yeah, there's a time for killing. And it's been since the Old Testament. There are enemies that Christians have, and there are certain times when they need to be killed. There's the Philistines. Today it's ISIS. There's a time for killing. There's a time for it. Um, and there's a time for peace. There's a time for it. There's a time when you do that. Now, just to kind of unpack timing a little bit more, there are certain times when, when time, you got to know when it's time. Um, at weddings, there's often dancing. Well, you don't get to dance while the preacher is talking. It's the wrong time. Right, right season, wrong time. You got to wait another, well, it depends on who the preacher is, but you got to wait another 20 to an hour and 20. It's coming up. It's after the cake. It's after the toast. Then you can go ahead and do your dancing thing after the preacher leaves because I don't want anyone to embarrass themselves in front of me. But there's dancing. But when is there dancing and when is there not? There's a timing for it. There's a time to die. Timing prevents us from stealing our time from who should be receiving it. Let me give you an example. There's a certain time of the day that I pray. For me, it's my set my alarm for about 5.30 or 6 o'clock. I have to pray during that time because if I don't, I will steal from my kids in order to give to God. I can't play with you, Luke. I can't play with you, Presley. I got to go pray. So I'm stealing time from my kids. But on the flip side, you can steal time from God and give it to your kids. And you got to arrange that in your life. You got to figure out this part of my life, sometimes you'll steal from yourself and give it to your kids. And if you keep doing that week after week, month after month, you will become resentful. you got to have you time, your time, 
Someone say, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. You got to have your, look at the person next to you and say, you need to get you some time. You need to do you, girl. Do you, girl. Do you, dude, or whatever. I don't know who you're sitting next to. All activities should be a reflection of our pursuit towards our goals. When you think about your goals, you only got 24 hours in a day. You don't have any time to waste. I've, as I've gotten older, I've watched less and less TV. I don't know what it is. When I was young, I could watch the A-Team or Silver Spoons. I could watch uh, ALF. I could watch, um, uh, what else did I watch? MASH. I watched, uh, um, uh, what? Cheers. I watched me some, Norm. I used to watch Cheers all the time. Uh, what else? MacGyver, absolutely. Dude can make a bomb out of a Ziploc bag and bubble gum. But... But the, 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 as I get older, I, re, I watch less and less TV, which is so weird because when I was younger, it was regulated. Now, I'm the man of my house. I can watch as much TV as I want. But now I realize that, hey, every time I sit down to watch TV, I'm taking time that I could be moving towards a goal. I could be, it's a goal of mine to be the best dad in Texas. It's a goal of mine to be in shape. It's a goal of mine to pursue God. It's a goal of mine to be a study, a student of this world. Word. It's a goal of mine to have a nice yard. It's a goal of mine. Do you see what I'm saying? So every time I'm sitting in front of the TV, all of my goals are on hold. All of them. It's a goal of mine to read X number of books per month. All of my goals get put on hold when I'm watching TV. So every single thing we do ought to be moving us closer to a particular goal. Every time. As I'm getting older, I'm realizing that sleep is getting in the way of me pursuing my goals. I don't have enough daytime to do everything I'm trying to do. Um, but that's a great problem to have. Are you with me? You ought to know exactly, you ought to think to yourself, 10 years from now, what have I done? 15 years from now, what have I done? 30 years, what have I done? You, you got to figure that out. You got to figure it out. What am I going to do? I, I don't like talking about my, myself and as far as my goals are concerned because I find those things to be very personal. But I remember thinking to myself, I want to have a whole bunch of medals of a whole bunch of races that I've ran in. 10Ks, half marathons, full marathons. It doesn't matter. I just want a bunch of medals. I woke up the other day, and after four years of running, I looked up and said, man, that's a bunch of medals. That feels really, really good. You know, you just got to see it. You got to see it in your head and say, that's what I'm going to do. And you just get good at that. I'm, I'm going to have a date night, maybe uh, with, with Presley, my oldest daughter, on the first Monday of every month. Absolutely done. All done.com. That's what I'm going to do. That is a goal of mine. You may have different goals, but every single thing you do, timing, 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 you cannot let your time tick, 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 tick. You can't let it be wasted. You cannot let it be wasted. If you're in a season where you're waiting for something to happen, well, shoot. That season that I want to happen is not happening. I can't control the seasons, but I know what I can do with my time. Are you with me? You, you can control your time, but you can't control your seasons. Man, that was better than what I thought it was. Number two, 
Number two, um, uh, let me say this as well about uh, uh, the changing of seasons. This is so incredibly important that your seasons are being controlled by God for your benefit. It's not to hurt you. It's not to disappoint you. It's not to upset you. It is for your benefit. When uh, You got to get that. Say it's for my benefit. Say it's for my benefit. It, here's the thing. Paul, it doesn't even, if, if you want a good season to start, that doesn't mean that it's a good thing. Just because you want a good thing to happen, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. Let me explain. Paul wanted to go to Asia to preach. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit stopped him twice. He tried to do it, the Holy Spirit stopped them. He tried to do it again, the Holy Spirit stopped them. Sometimes a closed door is just as much of a blessing as an open door. Are you with me? When, when God says no, trust me, the third time he tried to go, God said yes. And he saved the entire, I mean, he just saved thousands and thousands of people. Had he forced the issue, even though God was saying no, it would have been fruitless. Is there anything more frustrating than doing your best and coming up fruitless? Right? Sometimes a closed door is the best blessing you'll ever have. Sometimes no is a blessing. Are you with me? It's, it's just that sense of knowing. You know, I, I've realized that oftentimes that no gives direction. So number one is seasons, to pay attention to what season we're in. Number two is to pay attention to the timing of something. And then number three, this is my last and final point. Number three is enjoyment. The in Ecclesiastes 3, verse 11, he says this, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. Eventually, everything God creates has a moment of beauty. You don't know when that beauty is. I, you know what came to my mind when I wrote this? Is what do you say to a parent when their child dies at 12 weeks old. And you bring this up and you say, everything is beautiful for its own time. As heartbreaking as this is, the time for that baby to be most beautiful was when it was 12 weeks old. And that's why you've got to be so incredibly thankful that you got more than 12 weeks, now what are you going to do with it? You got to be responsible for every week you live. And that impact that that baby made on everybody's life that was in the room, everybody's life from the grandpa to the grandma to the brother to the sister, even though it was only 12 weeks, it made more impact than most people make in 100 weeks. In a thousand weeks, in 10,000 weeks, that baby made more of an impact in 12 weeks than other people can make in 20,000 weeks. You never know the plan that God has, but everything that he makes has a season where it is most beautiful.
most beautiful. You can have a lot of beautiful seasons, but there are certain moments that it's just like, wow. So I concluded there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. So this is what he's saying here. He's saying, look, there are seasons and there's timing, but in the middle of it all, do not let anything, anything, anything keep you from enjoying your life. Your life. Find a way to enjoy your life. I want the worship team to come on back up because I'm all done. But as they're coming up, let me just say this. Almost two years ago now, my wife had a spinal leak. So the frontal lobe of her brain was drying out and we didn't even know it. She couldn't get out of bed. She was staying in bed all day, every day for two months straight. I'm taking the kids to school, picking the kids up, getting them ready, working, making lunches, doing it. All you single parents, oh my goodness. I just honor you and respect you so much. But I realized that this, this season that I was in, it could be 10 years, it could be 20 years, it could be 30. I don't know how long this season's going to be. Luckily for me, it was only two months, but it, it felt like it was never going to end. And I thought, how in the world am I going to enjoy my life when the only thing that I keep looking at is just another need and another responsibility? Every time I look around, there's another need, another responsibility, another need, another responsibility, pulling, pulling. And then hear this. Listen to me. The more I looked around, I just saw hurt there, hurt there, hurt there, hurt there, hurt here, hurt there, hurt there, hurt here. I thought, how in the world am I going to enjoy my life when all I do is look around? I don't know how long the season is going to last. I have no idea about timing because my brain is scrambled eggs. When you're in the middle of a bad season, don't ask anybody about timing because you can't even, you don't know if it's a.m. or p.m. to forget about the time. Now, how do you enjoy something in the midst of all that? You know, it dawned on me. For me, this is just for me. You got to fill in your own blank. But for me, as long as I got up at 5.30 in the morning, I had some time with the Lord, and I went and ran around the block because I enjoy running. As long as I spent some time with the Lord and I did what I enjoy doing, it's without it costing anyone else. Everyone else is sleeping. As long as I prayed and I ran, I could do what anyone wanted me to do for the entire day. Pull, 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 drain, drain, drain. All, do it. You give me my time with the Lord and you give me my time on the street and I'll be all right. My time with the Lord, my time on the street. Now, for some of you, it may be your time with the Lord and making pottery. It may be your time with the Lord and painting. It may be time, your time with the Lord and gardening. I don't know what it is. You find your thing and you do your thing and you find room for that because you have got to enjoy life. And if you're waiting for a season to come, for enjoyment to come, girlfriend... 
If you're waiting for the right time to have enjoyment, you got to figure out how to have enjoyment through the seasons and through the timing. You got to find out what it is you like to do. And like I said, it can be gardening for it can be it can play. You can you can do jump roping for all I care. I don't care what it is. You got to find out what you like to do. Spend time with the Lord and spend time with you. And for me, I had to there were times where I had to wake up at 5 a.m. to be able to do both. But if I didn't do both, somebody may have died that day. Let's honor the Lord because here's the thing. We can, you can go ahead and serve it out, ushers. You can run and you can do pottery and you can do gardening, but if you're not honoring the Lord, you're doing it all to no avail. You got to find time to honor the Lord. He's the one that starts seasons. He can see you honoring Him and say, This season's over. Things are about to get a lot better right now. He can thank you. He can look down and say, hey, now's the time. Now's the season. That's why we got to honor him. We got to look at him. He's the king of the world. The earth is his footstool. The earth is his footstool.